Welcome to podcast 104 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's podcast, we'll have the usual save updates, a discussion on those first few games of the season, and of course, a quiz from Kurt Diz. But first of all, I mean, I've given one away, but let's see who I'm joined by this week. David Azapardi, welcome. Thank you, Matthew. Hello, everyone. Hello. Mr. Dupe. Good day, sir. Quiz from Kurt Diz. I do like that. I really do. Every time you say that, it makes me warm and fuzzy inside. It's because rhyming, right? Oh, is that what rhyming is? Fuzzy. I think so, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And uh, introducing the man himself, Mr. Kurt Diz, welcome. Welcome. Maybe you're a poet, Dupe, and you don't even, you're not even aware of it. Oh. I love the way you went to do it and then nearly fucked it up. <laughs> You're a poet, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know what uh, I was going to say. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, who should we start off with for a save update this week? I've actually got a bumper one, so I'll save myself till last. Because having not been able to move very easily, I've spent the rest of my week playing football manager. So, uh, Dupe, how are things going? I can't remember what save you're on at the moment because you've sort of. <laughs> you've been at the wheel you've been sort of dabbling in Spain uh, so yeah just, anything you know, else in the, since the last podcast I haven't actually well the Thursday we recorded it the Friday well the Saturday I flew out to uh, to see an old friend of the show um, and I haven't touched football manager um, and I've kind of thought to myself that it's time to to freshen things up to be perfectly frank um, so I am going to be starting a new save um, to be f- perfectly frank, as it probably doesn't come to a shock to many people, I've been in his ear pestering him for a one little network save for the end of the season, uh, to the end of the save, uh, end of the game. Um, he's a tough fucking nut to crack. That's all I'm going to say. He's a northern stubborn bastard. Uh, and we'll see. I don't know. I don't know whether it's over the line yet or not. Uh, and maybe that's what comes back on Monday. If not, it will just be a solo save. I kind of hope it's a network save though. So exclusive that there is going to be a new save this tonight. If you're listening to it Monday, uh, what it is, it's it's all up the air, up in the air. But hopefully, I'm hoping it will be a network save. Do you have an idea of what it will be if it ends up being a solo save? Not that I'm trying to preempt something here, but I'm I just didn't. I didn't know if you've got any ideas about what you're planning because I'm assuming this will be the last one before FM20. That's the plan, and and to be perfectly honest, Matt, there's a there's a saying of don't put all your eggs in one basket, but the basket is definitely the network save, and all my eggs are definitely <laughs> in, the, in that basket. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, so what I will say is, if it if you do come into the stream on Monday, and I am on my own, um, I would have fought through seriously for a long time of what save I'd be doing. It wouldn't be on the fly about eight minutes before I go live. I promise. Hmm. Lies emoji, I believe. Oh, I like that one, man. <laughs> I've used it a lot. Uh, Mr. Mr. Azapardi, we'll move on to you next. Uh, right, yeah. Um, still with Wolves, I've moved into my fourth season in charge. And it has been one of the most, uh, well, the, the craziest transfer window, I think, uh, since taking over. So... Um, just wanted a bit of a reshuffle with the squad, really. We missed out on European football in the end. We did finish seventh in the league, but missed out on European football for the first time in the series. Embarrassing. Uh, embarrassing. The European dream. <laughs> no European football. Um, but it was because of a really poor start to the season, to be honest. And like the second part of the season was almost immaculate. And I was a little bit disappointed with our cup runs and stuff like that. So no European football. But I thought it could give us a chance to you know focus fully on the league and hopefully do something 
especially again, or whether it be in the cups as well. So I sort of cashed in on, on a few members of the squad. So Jean Martino had a little bit of value left in him, but he was 35, 36, and he was still on 90 grand a week, struggling to be a first team member, really. So I cashed in on him, obviously got him off the wage bill. He went to Swansea. I think Swansea, by the way, are like the veteran 11. So we played them second game of the season. They've got like Gonzalo Higuain, they've got Martino, like they've got some really like experienced players. Um, but I've sold Jack Grealish off, who I had, because uh, I had assigned him as a homegrown player. I sold off Juan Hernandez, Chucho, who uh, is a favourite of Joe. Like I've been making some serious profit on all these players. And so I got, my, I got my squad to a state where I looked at it and I thought, I'm really happy with that squad. But it came towards deadline day and I still had over £100 million in my transfer budget. And I thought... I can't just let that sit there, can I? I just can't let 100 million sit in my transfer budget. So I went and smashed it on Vinicius Junior and Timo Werner. <laughs> just for and I've got about I've got about 10 strikers now, like all good quality. I'm there like, oh god. So I've signed um I think my two well, I got uh, Patricio still my number one keeper. Dean Henderson was my number two, and then all of a sudden he had a bitch fit on deadline day, so I decided to sell him. Panic by uh, panic bought Wayne Hennessy to be the backup goalkeeper at 38. Um, right backs I've got Kevin Walker uh, Kevin Walker Kyle Walker and um, Max Aarons from Norwich centre halves is sort of a bunch of new gens mainly um, left backs I've got Sergio Regilon and Gilhemi Arana left mids I've got three I've got Ruben Vinagre I've got um, what's his name the kid from Malaga Antiveros uh, and then I also had a, a guy called I forget his name as well. Um, he's a, a Argentine left mid who I've had for three years, but I've only just got his work permit sort of out of the blue. And But striker-wise, I've got Aguero, I've got Origi, I've got Jota, I've got a Vinicius who I want to play as a striker as well. Um, and obviously Timo Werner as well. The squad's pretty stacked for, for, for us being in one competition, really. And yet you still finish seventh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first, first and foremost... GG on not save reloading. Very proud of you there. Cheers. Uh, time for everything. <laughs> hey. Uh, and Wayne Hennessy you signed. It could be worse. You could have signed Andy, Lon- Andy Lonigan. Hey, oh, shots my fired. Word. Shots fired. Mate, honest to God, he's the worst goalkeeper I think I've ever seen at Wolves. <laughs> he, he's dog. I think I've tweeted it about four times, but he's crap, honestly. I'm, ass- I'm assuming, I'm- as we're on topic, I'm assuming everyone's seen the, uh, the, the tackle from the fan today, yeah? Yeah. Oh, on yeah. Adrian. He'll be proud of that one. Mentor. Mentor. <laughs> Is that yeah. worse or is that better than the guy with the beach ball? Who's had a bigger effect on the on the club as a fan there? <laughs> was that a Liverpool be- fan that threw a beach ball? Yeah, it was them? yeah, it was a Liverpool fan at the Sunderland game, yeah. The one that Darren, the away Bent, end. Darren Bent scored, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember I tell you what, I know we're going really off topic here and I do apologise because it's Dave's save update. But I remember watching an episode of The Chase and that was a question. And the oh, question yes. was, what item was in the six-yard box which caused the goal to get deflected? The woman chose ice cream van. You know, just just putting that out there. As her answer. <laughs> she was blonde. Uh, I don't want to stereotype, but she was also from Essex. Apparently the, um, apparently the ref should have disallowed that or something, shouldn't he? Like, in, in regards to the FA rules or something like that. Who cares? It's I funny. Think... Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? It's Liverpool. <laughs> okay, yeah. what would you say if that happened to you on stream, though? I'm just quite sure that if, if the, a beach, a road, ball on the like, beach ball comes on the pitch and well, then, then it ends that. up you conceding after that, and I'm thinking desk desk is destroyed by that point. End stream. 
Yeah, I don't think Kurt would ever play football manager again. But if it happened to any, if it happened to any Weestream FM streamer, it would definitely be Kurt either. Like, it definitely would be. be. The rage would be real. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's definitely got Proudy all written all over it as well, though. No, I Proudy would have been the one who threw the beach ball in the well, first yeah, place. Yeah. It'd be in the second to Mexico, lads. It'd be in the second half though, because he'd always be drawing nil nil at half time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crucial point, um, Mr. Kurt Dizzle. Have you had much of a chance to, to play much FM this week? I've played a little bit offline. Um, played a little bit offline. It's fucking hard. Though. I'm, I tell you what, like I didn't win a league title in FM 18. Uh, well, a top league title anyway. And so uh, obviously you knew everyone knew I jumped ship, took the money basically at Arsenal um, this year. And United and Liverpool just do not lose. So like there's basically there's there's two league tables. There's us, United and Liverpool, and we're like straggling along, like just about keeping pace. But these but like Liverpool they've played like fourteen games. I think they've won thirteen, lost one. United have won twelve, drawn two. And I like it's just fucking it's so hard. They're absolute bastards to keep up with. Um I have uh, I have brought Alecci in though to join me in January. For ninety-one million pounds. Good lord. Sometimes you just gotta let go, Curtis. Yeah, <laughs> you really have. <laughs> ninety-one million pounds. Uh, to be fair, I've still got like two hundred million to spend, so it's not like it's not like we're struggling for cash. I don't need him either. That's the thing. I've got no need for it. He might not even get in the team, to be honest with you. But I, I just want him with me. Just want him with me. <laughs> then the next the next target is Letitia, but Borough want like seventy-five million for him, and he's not even started a game for them this season. We're approaching January. It's fucking. In, it's doing my head in. Um, but yeah, we, it's, we're we're doing all right, but we're just trying to keep pace with United and Liverpool because, like Mourinho, like killed me last year, and if he if he's the one to stop me winning a league title again this year, I might not buy FM twenty because it's just a lost cause at this point. So, um, I've given myself this season and next season to win the league. If that doesn't happen, then pfft, I don't know. Uh, in terms of streaming, I'll be back next week. Uh, I think I said that last week, but definitely I'll be back next week um, on Monday afternoon. So, yeah, you'll. I, I probably won't play it over the weekend because, like, we've progressed so much now. Like, I don't want to get too far away from where we were last on stream. Um, but uh, it's it's doing my it's doing my bloody head in. How good United always are. And uh, and Liverpool this year have decided to join them. So, yeah, we'll see. Two things, Kurt. Go on. FM twenty. FM twenty. Don't panic. Mourinho's not in there. We got Ollie, mate. We're, we're Don't panic <laughs> with that. All right. Second Excellent. thing. I mean, just you know, I'm trying to make it good for you. You know, I'm trying to cheer you up a bit. Don't worry. Mourinho is not in FM twenty. Yet. Um. Second one is: Did you not think that going to another Premier League club? With a lot of money, you were going to want to go back and get your homeboys in. Did you not kind of just like delay that an extra week, sign them up to new contracts with buyout clauses that you could manipulate? I've seen that happen to some people where it's backfired. Yeah, I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pointing up because he's above me in the call, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming well, we all, well, I'm talking about nerd. Interestingly, when I did move, I was in contract negotiations with, I can't remember who it was. I, can't, I don't think it was Alecci. 
But I was in, or maybe it was Dave Fryer. I was in contract negotiations with him. And as soon as the Arsenal job came up, I was like, right, cancel contract negotiations. Oh. Not playing that game. Um, so it's, um, yeah, mate, I, I don't know. I, I, I like to try and do things a little bit by the book, you know, Deep. I don't like to stoop to that kind of level. You know me. I mean, Very I think, honest man. I know, and I appreciate Honest that, Chris, they call me in, you know, in other walks of life, so. I mean, what? I've never heard that saying, and I've actually been out with you a couple of times. So, you know, even your missus doesn't call you that. Um, even the dog doesn't call you that. So I don't know where you're getting that from. Don't you talk um, about my dog. Hey, let's leave your missus out of it. Right. I don't know. Oh, no, I meant as well. I don't... <laughs> um, I First she gets that, called but... a J-bag. No, oh. <laughs> no that was you that called, called her a J-bag. J-bag. Yeah, <laughs> and I've taken it back since I found yeah. out what it meant. <laughs> But um, I, I will just say this. I do apologise, Mrs. Kay. I, I love and respect Mrs. Kay a lot, but the joke was there. It was very easy to be made, and I, I took the opportunity. Do right, can you apologise me... to Honest Chris, please? <laughs> who, the, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> when uh, when I, I used to I used to play quite a lot of golf, and like we used to do golf days, like the, yeah. like society days, and every every single golf day, I'd run a book, you know, for people to bet on themselves or whatever. And uh, I isn't that kind of a bit unethical betting on yourself? No, betting on yourself is good. Isn't it? I mean, honest Chris would uh, would surely dispute this. But that was that was my honest Chris. That was my uh, my kind of my bookie name was Honest Chris the Bookie. Yeah. <laughs> what? To be fair, though, I because you're dishonest as fuck. I, no, to bet I always anything. paid out every t- even when He's I got pa- stung. Someone backed themselves to get the longest drive at twenty five to one. Three people backed. You put him. odds on it. Yeah, like you made the odds up. Yeah, yeah. and he it's fucking won. It's the only good shot. He only good shot he hit all day. I will say anyway. one thing, Chris. How did, that, Chris. how did you get that name? Was it like you know when you can get your porn star name by your your street name and your goldfish <laughs> yeah. name or something? Is the that how you, you got that? <laughs> well, honest, Chris. Yeah, no, it's just just very reflective of me as a person. Okay. It's Paddy Power's rival, eh? Honest Chris, the, the bookies. <laughs> I can imagine the adverts now. Yeah. Uh, no, after you are terrible. Did, it's just Chris stood there going, I'm an honest guy. All right, can you st- it's all weird now that you're all calling me Chris, so stop it now. Um, <laughs> nerd, um, after your save update, can we talk about FM20 just briefly? Yeah. We can do. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll have a whistle stop tour through mine. Uh, so I've. I can't remember where I got to last week, but I'd finished off the first season. I'm well, and I've finished now. Finished, gone through the second season. It didn't go so well. Uh, I'm, I'm in sort of two minds about it because, well, it's Burnley, so I don't really mind destroying them. But at the same time, it makes me look awful. Um, we'd we'd had a sort of a, we'd had a bit of a topsy turvy season where we had injuries and tactics weren't really working. And then we had. Players wanting to leave out of the blue because they, we had some random bids mid-season and that just completely threw uh, the morale out of the window and trying to get that back onto an even keel was ridiculous. Um, and in the January, I ended up clearing out everyone who was being a problem, just shipped them out all on loan uh, and hoped it would sort of calm things down. We managed to survive, but we, we dropped from like 12th to 17th sort of throughout sort of the second half of the season, which wasn't great. We were safe. Um, comfortably because the other teams were awful but I think we only survived like on 35 points um, so I've started the third season now uh, recruited fairly sensibly I think I've only spent about 56 million um, 
and things look okay. I'm struggling for away form though. Uh, like we're playing, we play well at home. We destroy teams at home. Beat, uh, did I beat Spurs? I think I beat Spurs. I might have drawn, but we've we've looked good at home. But away, we, I mean, I got absolutely hammered by Southampton, and I have no understanding as to why. Um, so it's a it's a bit weird trying to work out sort of what is the frailty that's causing these sort of silly goals going in. It's it feels like typical FM stuff as well. Like the goals, you can I can see it coming off a mile when uh, the, the typical sort of throw into the opposition straight away. Then they do just a deep cross, far post goal sort of nonsense. Uh, so getting a bit frustrated with it, so I've had to put it down for a few days, or else, you know, I was going to break things. But um, yeah, I think we're mid mid table at the moment, which isn't too bad for where we are. Uh, I did have a couple of marquee signings. I signed Callum Wilson from Spurs because he was on the transfer list, and I've had Brexit now, so uh, I've only got seventeen foreign player slots. So uh, he hasn't scored yet. He's been pretty dismal, to be honest. So also picked up. Um, uh, Alberto Seri on a free, which was nice. So he acts as backup to Chris Wood, who I've still got, despite many transfers looming around him. Um, and I sold Dwight McNeil as well to Chelsea for £37 million, which is bonkers because he's fucking awful. Right, nerd. I've listened to that and I'm impressed. And I'd like to, personally, I'd like to apologise for, uh, for taking the mickey out of you of your lack of game time. Uh, I think this week, out of the four of us, you've played it the most. So um, <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> just going to say congratulations on that, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird actually playing it. Just a couple of things. Obviously, Gigi, <laughs> Alberto Seri, Parma Drama alumni, um, uh, which is the series that actually made me want to start recording Football Manager. So, interesting. Also, Dennis Suarez. How did he do for you last year? Because you were quite was, excited about him last week, I was because he was he looked like compared to the other players I had, we had no real proper creative influence. Like anyone who could, Burnley are traditionally a pretty hard working team, so I basically I'm trying to switch that around so they play with a bit more flair. Burnley Alona to, uh, Bur- Bur- Burnley doesn't Alona, work as well as Stoke like Alona, does it? Uh, no, not not quite. But uh, he. He's okay. Got in. He does pick up quite a few injuries, so he ends up being in one game out of three. Uh, I signed Patrick Roberts again because uh, City didn't want him, and he was a revelation towards the end of last season. He started off slowly. Both, in fact, hit all, uh, three of my main creative players. All picked up injuries uh, in pre-season uh, for the third season, so that was a bit frustrating. Uh, so I ended up. I did pick up uh, Ontiveros. Dave mentioned him earlier. Who 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 has been awesome. Uh, he, I'd, I think he cost about ten million, uh, which he's already paid that back in sort of ridiculous goals. He he seems to score the same goal every time. It's just a near post smash every yeah, time. But he's class. But but he's uh, he's been really good and impressive. Uh, I sold. Uh, so I don't think I've sold too many others. Um, I think I've got a bit more of a settled style of play now where I'm playing with a wide playmaker cutting in from either the left or the right depending on who is playing as the playmaker um, and I'm also playing with a deep line playmaker on defend to act as like a proper midfield pivot and that has helped with covering um, I, I have a, I think actually towards the end of the transfer window where I in fact I think our tra- the British transfer window had already closed and then Bayern at Atletico Madrid uh, Juve all came sniffing around Marco Rog, who has been awesome, and there's no way I could replace him uh, because he's just 
he's like a fantastic box to box midfielder, but the amount of goals I've got from him just smashing one from twenty five yards, um, or at least just running through the middle, creating a load of space, is uh, I, there was no way I could replace him. And I don't have a, a hugely deep midfielder either, so I just said no to all of them. So I've pissed him off. I've pissed off a couple of other players by not letting them leave as well, because I'm not prepared to tear my team up just to benefit some of the big boys who will inevitably not play them. Um, I've been sniffing around Sandro Tonali as well because uh, he's had a very good scout report and also he fits that uh, defensive um, deep line playmaker role perfectly and so he he is very much on my hit list to try and sign him up but uh, Brescia are not having any of it despite being relegated to Serie B. But. I think the deep line playmaker on defend is possibly my favourite role this year like well, it I, just, I've loved it for years. It, it, but like for some, like I, I, you know, I've previously used anchor men and stuff like that, and and they kind of move, they kind of move out of their position a bit more this year. I think, like filling in for roaming fullbacks and stuff like that. Whereas the DLP on defend just fucking sits, and like you, you know, you can put it's, you can put someone in like a bit more flamboyant, or you can stick someone in just like I've had Philip Billing in there for Borough for quite a lot of this year. And like he just recycles the ball left and right to the fullbacks, never does anything stupid, like barely makes any mistakes, but just sits in front of that defence, breaks up play, and recycles the ball. And it's just a great role this year. Uh, Mazzola on attack as well, really, really good. But I was going to ask, um, uh, given how much money you've spent in the last two years, is your job safe at Burnley? It's. It, I think it says stable at the moment, so probably not. Um, it's got better, and in fact, I think the the biggest hit I took was down to sort of how we ended the second season because of the morale and the drop in the dressing room atmosphere. Um, but then I, to sort of fix that, we went on a, a tour of uh, China, and I just put ourselves against sort of there were some bigger teams in there, but we we were playing really well, and I used that to build up the morale again. So I'm back up to where I was. I'm just waiting for sort of the. I think as long as we stick to sort of mid table, we'll be overachieving. Uh, in terms of what the media expectations are, so that should be enough to correct things, I think, and a decent-ish cup run. I think I've got a, a fairly settled way of playing. I know what I want to do, and I know how to... Uh, look. I may only make one or two changes, depending on the situation. I very rarely switch much, change much, um, which is what I think I've... I always fall foul of is tr- just doing a mass tactical change. I've sort of persevered a bit more. I've played with the same tactic throughout the entirety of... Uh, pre-season just tweaking it trying to get it right or oh, actually I did miss out one big signing which I thought was uh, a good bit of business was I picked up Emerson because I needed a new left back because Jamal Lewis was awful who I picked up for the second season and Emerson has been awesome I picked him up for 10 million he was worth uh, like 25 I think so uh, and he's been you know he's he was perfect for that side because generally I tend to play with a wide uh, wide playmaker on the left hand side rather than the right so having an attacking berth, adding adding and providing width on that left-hand side is is nice, and he fits that role perfectly. Although he did score an own goal in the last game, and it was it was a pretty emphatic <laughs> own goal. It was like six yards out, and he just absolutely smashed it into the into the top bin. <laughs> like in in the in the replay, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it was a good finish, it's wrong end, but good finish. Yeah. So I was I was pretty pissed. I think that was pretty much what. Uh, I think who was that again? That wasn't Southampton. Uh, I think it was Stoke actually. Who had just been promoted, promoted back to the Premier League, and I was uh, yeah, 
losing to them was is what sort of pissed me off. That was again an an away game that we'd sort of struggled to. We dominated actually, and that's what that's what's annoying me. We're playing well and then conceding daft goals, and that's a prime example of that. Um, did you want to chat about FM Twenty, Kurt? Well, just, briefly, I was actually. just going to ask, like, if anyone's got any kind of firm plans in place, because like I've, I listened to a couple of a uh, couple of other FM podcasts today, and they're sort of talking about their plans for FM Twenty and stuff like that, and I just haven't even started thinking about it yet. So I just wondered if anyone else had. Yeah, man, I thought about it massively, uh, and I think. Uh, to be perfectly honest, my plans are to buy it and play it. <laughs> probably directly off Steam, to be honest. I uh, could use two gamers. There's a lot of codes going about, but probably that. That's probably all I thought about it, to be honest, Kay. Unless you get invited to the... Unless they do an early access that. event and <laughs> get invited. D- Dave, who, who are you going to do on FM20? Here we go. No, all jokes aside. No, no, no. I have two ideas, but they're both. One of them is pretty ambitious. So, I was thinking a good old journeyman to start off, but it's it's a little bit boring, isn't it? Like I think probably half half of the saves you see on YouTube are probably journeyman saves, or or at least a a pretty decent percentage. So, I'm thinking about bringing back the old uh, the poison chalice of the pentagon or hexagon challenge. Oh, Davey, you won't think- you won't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't I love finish that. it. Journeyman saves are boring, but the Pentagon and Hexagon it's challenge. No, well, I didn't now. say the Journeyman series are boring. I said That's I exactly would do them. Exactly what you just said. Did I say boring? Exactly what you just no, said. No, I mean yeah. like in terms of. No, no, no. I would enjoy a Journeyman save, but I mean in, in terms of content, there's a lot of people. It's quite saturated for a Journeyman save. Like a, a, a bog standard. The perfect one. answer for Dave here would would have been I prefer not to speak. <laughs> I think, the perfect answer would be walls again. <laughs> I, I think to be honest. Um, I was only taking the piss. I have actually thought about it. And I think um, I think I'd like yeah. to do a wolf save because I don't think I've seen a decent one out there yet. Hey. <laughs> Shock. European uh, dreaming. You're not even in Europe. What a knob. <laughs> Love you, Dave. Do one. All the digs. Miles uh, put I... a tweet about it though, didn't he? About FM. Uh, he said that expect news towards the end of August. So. Did anyone see his, uh, his national television? Little diggy there? tweet. That was... Uh, <laughs> Blame <laughs> Oh, what, when you said Championship Manager 2005 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. close to yeah, the bone. I, I, I thought it was a very good tweet. Edgy, edgy. I was, I was you love um, to see it. My uh, my plans for FM20. I'm definitely going to do a Kitchen Town save at some point. Uh, I don't know what I'll do beta wise. If I I like the idea of doing a Chelsea save because of the whole imposed. Uh, embargo for transfers for, for, for a beta like surely it's just a but that's the thing right? I, that's the thing I don't, I don't think I would want right to but uh, we'll I don't know if I'd want to do that for Chelsea but the 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 other issue would be or my concern would be is if SI have implemented the embargo properly because when Blackburn and Forrest had them they didn't so you couldn't you effectively couldn't sign anyone even though you're allowed good, to uh, QA and tester down there <laughs> Oh, like you couldn't even schedule transfers, like? Is so, that what you mean? Uh, so the, under the transfer embargo that Forrest and, and Blackburn were under, you were, you're were you allowed to sign a, 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 non, a non-contracted player for under £10,000 a week, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, you can bring in emergency loans 
they wouldn't allow you to do any of those. You just, you just couldn't make transfers. Ling. So, and they, they even on the forums they said we've got this wrong and we we don't know how to do it. And I was like, okay. So I ended up playing for six months. It's all it's all well and good until you start getting good players being injured and you have no one to back them up because you've literally got youngsters and a threadbare team. So as long as as long as that that sort of issue isn't there, I'd be tempted to do Chelsea at some point. I've never sort of started with a biggish team, especially with the expectations that Chelsea would obviously still have despite not having. I mean, they're not an awful team by any stretch, and but they. That it's a bit of a mountain to climb with, with daft expectations at the same time as well. Uh, have you got anticipations for this to be online, Nerd, or is this going to be uh, just to your eyes only? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I haven't really... What's going on here? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> I've not really... I mean, I, for viewers I expect- at home, I, I've got, I've got, I've got approaches for viewers at home. Uh, Matt's having a few uh, technical issues, and his camera's gone sideways, so we've all tilted our heads like a dog, and it's just made us giggle <laughs> like kids. <laughs> oh, uh, behind the scenes, right? And unfortunately, I don't for for the viewers at home. I don't have the ability to sit down at the moment, and so I'm having to record standing up in my 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 booth where I do my main. Oh lot of work. One, one second, one second. Let's just see if I can find that violin for you, Matt. Oh, no, no, no. Still Shut can't up, find it. Uh, but because I'm having to stand up to do this, it means that I'm having to record off my phone because my laptop isn't good enough to do the webcam as well. So it's it's all... I don't know, don't know what went wrong there. Discord broke. Anyway, um, yeah, so Chelsea at some point, Ketchering at some point. Um, I don't know beta-wise, though, if that's... A, and you were saying about whether it's online... I hope to return to streaming at some point, but that's all dependent upon my health at the moment, unfortunately. I, isn't it mad? Lo- Sorry, Dave, Go I'm on. just going to jump in here because it will be irrelevant in a second. You frustrate Cheers. me, man, because you are genuinely a very good streamer. And I don't want to make your head bigger than it fucking is because it is square as fuck, but you seriously, <laughs> you, uh, if you if you can find time, you've, you've got to be able to do it, yeah, because uh, you genuinely are a good streamer, my man. Oh, I don't know if yeah, that's a compliment or not, Matt. Yeah. Um, isn't it mad how like the the beta will be out in like about two months' time? Like bang on. Yeah, man. It's, this year has gone. In, it feels Ridiculous. like it's gone insanely fast. But it's it, just yeah. for everything, not just FM. But. It's, it's all access. Do you know that we're on hundred and four episodes as well? Oh. Just Actually, t- technically, is this the? 104, so, so that's that's two years now, isn't it? So yeah, so oh, actually, shit. I was going back yeah. through my tweets, right? And um, we are closing in on that first ever live show that we did. When it was oh, just, nice. you know, old school, the OGs. Only the OGs. Look, we're here now. Lemon pasta crew. Fuck <laughs> lemon pasta crew. No one wants that shit, Dave. Um, to ring, I think we uh, to bring this like back a, around. Sorry, I got, I'm just going to butt in again because like, we're clearly not going to get onto our topic that we've got because we're not going <laughs> to run out of time tonight. But I think like uh, we should bring out a book for like the 100 odd episodes that we've done and like Dave could have his like lemon pasta recipe and like, oh, it's a good you, know, recipe, you know, all this sort of stuff. It'd just be, you know, I mean, I'd buy it. My mum would buy it. Yeah, but the only people that would buy it are us. So. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a, and and, and your page would be fucking awful. Why would my, I wouldn't write it. I'd get a ghostwriter <laughs> to write it. <laughs> Sponsored I just by do Grammarly. what I do. I just do what I do with everything. I just chuck money at it. It'll be fine. It's, a bit, it's about time. It's about time we got a sponsor in it. To be fair, 
I got mm. sponsored by Monster today. Did not whenever, any... whenever I listen to a bloody podcast, there's always the first five yeah. minutes is always bloody sponsors. Do, yeah, do, do we want to be? Do we want to sell out though? Yes. Yes. Oh, Curtis got. A re- well, hang on. Yeah. If anybody owns a nice company or or whatever, get in touch. <laughs> to be fair, nice company. it hasn't got to be nice. <laughs> nice company. <laughs> as long as you're not like killing as cats, I'm not that bothered to be honest. As long as you're not killing cats, <laughs> send us something free. That's the first free. thing that comes to mind. Not, not, not like child abuse something. or child. Go yeah, I was going to say anything yeah. to do with children. Brilliant. I mean, we could go for Harry's razors, but they know we've got Dave involved, so hey. pretty pointless. I'm having a shave every four days now. It's getting on <laughs> four <a bit>. days. <laughs> We're not talking about your pubes, Dave. <laughs> oh, uh, every two weeks. Anyway, anyway, we'll bring this back around. Uh, Curtie, have you got any plans for FM Twenty yet? No, we'll... that's that's why I was no. asking genuinely because I, like, I was I was I was on my dog walk earlier listening to. Well, listen to the Grass and Gear pod, and obviously Dan Gear had his big kind of Bolton Wanderers uh, reveal on YouTube, and it was all very epic and all that. And I'm sitting here just going, um, I, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm drawing a, a bit of a blank at the moment. So I just wanted to, if you boys had any uh, ideas that I could get some inspiration from, but no. Oh, Slash steel. Beautiful segue. So uh, talk sport today, Jim White. Gets uh, a midfielder off uh, from Bury on 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 the radio. He also gets the Bury chairman and owner, and they start having a slagging match. I saw that. Oh, really? He's not yeah, been paid. Mate, like, seriously, you haven't watched it. You need to go and watch it. I think Dave retweeted it, which is how I found it. Um, but what I should call the chairman is, a jaybag <laughs> on, on my tweet. <laughs> um, I think to be perfectly frank, that could be a great save because they are. Li- they, I mean, there's. Very they, are, they might not even be in the game. Fucked. Well, he he has come. His, the the owner has come out today and and said that they will definitely be existing. There is a contingency plan in place, and you know he can't wait to see everybody eat their words. And I mean, I don't think he was. I uh, didn't say was, that. No, happy <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a great save, Kurt. I think that's going to be one that a lot of people are going to do. Bolton as well. I think a lot of people. Notts County, Bolton. I think. <laughs> Notts County. County, and they're going abroad. I think Palmero as well. That's going to be a big save that a lot of people are going to want to do. Just... to get it down to Serie D, wasn't it? It's Jeez. just a... okay. Palermo, yeah, Serie D. It's just. Yeah. A... I mean, you'd need a database for that, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think it only goes down to C. It's just a bit. Predi- oh, yeah, it's just a little bit predictable, I think. With those, so like, what, kind Kurt, of... I've got, I've got a really also, good idea for you. Well, are you going to say, to be perfectly frank again? Because you said that about eight times so far in this podcast. <laughs> mate, Kurt, Kurt, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. To be perfectly frank, I, can't, I don't like your attitude, man. <laughs> Just get a map, right? Get a really big map and throw a dart at it, right? I mean, at least you said his catchphrase correctly. That, yeah. I mean, there is that. Yeah, I can only echo what frank. you just said there, but... Um, no, no my look, I'd throw a dot and it would land on Isle of Man or something like that. You know. Oh, they're, they're trying to get into the, the National that, League. National League, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isle of Man FC. Well, I will say, to be frank, if you're going to go to Isle of Man, don't fly with fucking Flybeer. I don't, they don't want to sponsor us. I got delayed like chronic, all right? So, they, to be fair, well, they do kill cats, so we, we wouldn't <laughs> want them anyway. <laughs> probably exploit children as well. Honest Chris. <laughs> Probably we should just uh, allegedly. I would just like to clarify that was it. Allegedly, <laughs> um, I also like to take any part of these comments. In this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring bring this back round to what we're supposed to be talking about. So we've got ten minutes uh, left now. I don't think we're gonna. We haven't got ten this. minutes. It's fine. I'll I'll do some clever editing. 
Maybe not editing at all. Just cut everything out. Yeah. Literally, that last 10 minutes of nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It seemed the most natural transition you've ever heard in your life. Uh, Anyway, right. So to start us off, uh, I've already alluded to to what we're talking about in the introduction. But so in the early, we spoke about the transfer window last week and sort of the business that you, you do and when you do it. But this week we thought we'd have a, a quick discussion, because it's going to have to be quick this week, uh, about the first few games of the season. Now, I, I'm sort of in the beginning of season three myself, so I'm pretty much in the perfect position to sort of start talking about this. But uh, the example that we've got here is if you're Frank Lampard, you've just been quite, being quite heavily in your first game. Uh, do you persevere with your tactic? Do you spend time analysing the game to spot the weaknesses? Or do you rip up and start again? Okay, so IRL, if I'm Frank Lampard, I'm not panicking. It wasn't a 4-0 game. There's no way it was a 4-0 game. I mean, Chelsea at the, Chelsea at the post, like, twice, didn't they? I mean, it, it was... I, I just don't think that there was a four-goal difference in quality it between the two United. teams. It did flatter United. Um, but in Football uh, Manager... On, one second. How many times were the, was the net rippled? To be frank... I, I know what the times, score was, Duke. Like... <laughs> I only did that to get to be frank and to be honest, mate. Um, <laughs> honest, Chris. But uh, in Football Manager, I'd be pressing the panic button like buggery. Uh, it, the whole like I'd be changing tactics. I'd be swapping personnel for the next game, um, just because football. Well, Football Manager and IRL are obviously very different. That goes without saying, but. Um, if you lose if you lose a game four 0 in football manager, something's clearly gone wrong. That's not just down to bad luck, is it? So uh I'd be I'd be tearing up the uh the team sheet and, and starting from scratch. See, I'm completely opposite. I'm gonna go out with the fact that I've done pre season. I've built I've I mean, maybe I've not brought players in, but I've trained them into the roles that I want to. If I had the transfer embargo crap. Um, I brought the kids through that I want to bring through. It's nice to see he's brought Mason Mount up and all that jazz. But for me, I, I, I stick to the way that I play. You've got to be confident as a manager, IRL or as um, a football manager. And you've just got to stick to what you know, stick to how you want to play. And you know what? If the board don't like it, they'll sack you. Uh, and, uh, I mean, there's no way of putting it. But you've, if, you, if you change your tactic every week, you know, you're just not going to get any results whatsoever, personally, anyway. I'm going to take both your points and merge them together because I can see Save where both... Save and reload. Yeah, yeah. Now, I can see where both of you are coming from because if um, if you've gone through a tactic throughout the majority of pre-season, probably eight or nine times out of ten you're using one solid tactic and you go, you've had a good pre-season, you go into the first game with it and lose, it, as long as it's just a loss... Yes, I think you can you can afford to hold on to it as long as morale's not been damaged hugely. You can afford to stick with the same starting eleven and go with that tactic again. However, if you if if it is like Curtis said, it was a heavy defeat. I think obviously there is definitely something wrong with the tactic because you're not just going to get dicked on the match engine for no reason. You know what I mean? So. Um, if it was maybe a one or two goal loss, then it's something that I'll probably stick with, especially if my preseason was successful. But if it was a mixed preseason, I actually ended up get um, on the other end of a pretty heavy defeat. Then that's when I think alarm bells would be ringing and personnel or tactics would be changed. 
again, I have to agree with honest Chris because it wasn't it wasn't a four nil game. So I think it's kind of a little bit of a bad. Uh, what was the score, mate? To be frank, it was definitely four nil. But to be honest, it was. Shut, the, shut, just shut up! Hang on, let me. You, you, I'm on a thought wave here. Come on, calm down. A thought but, wave. What yes. the fuck is a thought wave? We're going to find out in a minute. Right. <laughs> Maybe no, it's like the home. next thought wave home. now. It doesn't matter. Crashing right. into you. I think personally, it's a bad See game to use an example, and I think the situation with Fat Frank and all that jazz, it's a bad situation to use. I want to be really quick and just flip it on to. Um, I've forgotten the guy's name now because you've annoyed me. The Norwich manager. Okay, how does the Norwich manager oh. tackle this second game? Because they got beat, they got thrashed five five one. Yeah, to be frank, was it five one? Four, four, four one. Was frank- okay, they got beat four one. But the way that they played and they stuck with their system and they've done everything that they did last year in the in the championship, they've come up, they've got they've got found out. Obviously, very good team, top, uh, Liverpool. Do they carry that on this year, this this next game, or does he look to play maybe a bit more defensive and try and consolidate? That would be where I'd be more interested. Fuck Chelsea. The the Norwich one's interesting, isn't it? Because they actually created a hell of a lot in that first half against Liverpool. Oh, they were good. Um, yeah. Exciting to watch. And I know they lost 4-1, but I think actually they'll come out of that game with a lot of confidence. Um, so I imagine he'll be sticking to, to plan A. Uh, Do you not think that Chelsea come out with a lot of confidence? There's a lot of good performances on that pitch for Chelsea. Kante, obviously no, injured. I don't think. I think. I think I the ex- Mason Mount played very well. The the expectation, but I know. I know. Like, <laughs> effectively, this could end up being a bit of a freebie season for Chelsea. Um, but I think the, the the expectation level is still far higher than it would have been anywhere near for Norwich. Um, so getting beat four nil. I mean, I think that they'd have taken a, a fair amount of uh, pride in their performance in the Super Cup. Um, against Liverpool, but that Which United that, f- that United game was was a tough pill to swallow for them, I think. And like you know, we've I think we all agree that like yes, it finished four nil. Was that a fair reflection of the game? Probably not. Um, oh, but for uh, yeah, opening game of the season away at United, who people might have seen as a team that potentially were were a team that could be kind of. Um, taken advantage of, you know, like the way they finished last season wasn't particularly good. Um, there's been a lot of kind of ups and downs for United over the summer. Chelsea might have gone into that game going, you know what, we might be able to get a result here, and then they've come away with a four nil defeat. So I don't think they would have taken particularly any any kind of confidence from that game. Um, and like I say, IRL, I don't think Frank's got to do a lot. I think they played all right. Um, but in Football Manager, if you if you get beat four 0 some some shit's gone wrong. See, uh, I feel like uh, Norwich, using Dupe's example, is, are a bit like how Swansea approached their first season in the Premier League. They got battered. Was it? Four, I think they got battered in the first game four nil by City. Uh, bear in mind, this wasn't this wasn't like City as they are now. This was still sort of City trying to emerge um, from their primordial ooze. That uh, they played the way they played um, when they got promoted, and eventually it paid off for them. And I think the same could be said for when Stoke got promoted. Yes, it was a very, very different style of football, but they still stuck to their guns because they knew what worked for them and they played to their strengths. Um, in terms of FM, though, I think there are there are 
I mean, I've, I've had it myself in the first few fixtures, and I was mentioning my sort of the struggling for away form earlier. The I can an- analyze it as much as I like, when really I know the the factors that have caused those defeats are not anything to do with the tactic at all. It's primarily either morale based, or I've done the wrong team talk, or something like that, because the goals are stupid. They're like completely against the run of play, and the the other team haven't haven't done anything particularly special they've not exploited a weakness that there is it's just daft things happening or individual errors like how can you account for individual errors like you just can't that they just happen whether it's down to sort of player chemistry not being quite there if they're a new signing or you've aggravated them there's sort of transfer rumors swirling around them there's so many other things other than the tactic you've decided to go out with that can lead to to a defeat and I think I was 3-0 down against Southampton and then I didn't change anything just brought off the players that were underperforming and we, we pulled two back by the end of the game and we looked like we could have got a third in fact I think I did get a third but it was ruled out for offside cheers VAR you I think there are so many other things in Football Manager that, that tactics are a big part of it and you need to you know you need to have something solid for to, to pick up points but when, when you're playing the same tactic, home and away, with minor variations, and the opposition don't really change their sort of threat. It's purely personnel that that is different. I don't understand why you should expect hugely different results all the time. Now I, I get that everyone has an off day, and that you know there's so many other other things that can affect a scoreline, but it just gets frustrating when it's you can you can tell it a mile off when you're getting a daft. Uh, a daft goal against you when it's not expected you know the typical oh it's his first goal for the club ever or uh, like I was mentioning before the stupid far post crosses that have come from a throw in that you've just thrown to the opposition when when you've got two unmarked players nearby all of that daft stuff which it's not tactical it's just <laughs> I don't know poor luck luck modifier needing to be reset any of that nonsense but uh, that that's the thing that kind of spoils the engagement I have with Football Manager. Um, these things do occasionally happen, as as Mars likes to point out quite frequently, but not to the extent that they happen on Football Manager, and certainly not at the top level. You get these sorts of level uh, levels of uh, sort of individual errors that lead directly to goals. Um, so I've sort of touched on it briefly there, anyway. But if you're managing in England, like like a lot of us have done this year. How do you handle morale when foreign clubs do come sniffing towards the end of August once your transfer window is closed, where obviously you can't replace them? What what do you what do you guys do in that sort of situation? Do you tell them you're not going because I can't replace you, or do you appease them and say you can go in the next window or at an agreed price or or whatever? What what's your general strategies, or does it depend on the player and and who you've got in reserve to to back them up if they do go? To be honest, like in in the past, I've always been a yeah. If you want to go, you go. You know, if you, clearly, if you don't want to be here, I, I don't want you here. However, recently I've been a bit of a tougher bastard, to be honest. Um, I've got my, I've got my squad. I've got my twenty-five. If you're in that squad, you ain't going anywhere. Even if it's out, if it's outside the transfer window, even more so, you're not going anywhere. Um, and it's something that I feel I don't do enough, which is plan and plan and plan, ready for when these players do go. And you kind of. <sighs> It's difficult, especially with the morale and you're saying about, especially these players as well, they want a new contract. 
Uh, I always just say with the look, we'll, we'll discuss it at the end of the season. Let's not talk about it now. It's always before a big game, like a, a semi-final or a, or a cup final. They go, oh, boss, you know, I, I want I want a new contract. And you know, it's such a sensitive subject to talk about. Um, and the transfers as well. We've always said morale is a massive thing on this on this game. And um, and these players that are in your in your squad, you just, just got to try and keep them happy. But yet, you got to keep them on a rope because let's be honest, um, you're the boss. It's football manager. You know, you're the manager at the end of the day. Um, but it's tough. Like, I'm, I'm learning to be a bit a bit more stone cold Steve Austin. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. He's got an erection now. <laughs> but he had that before. <laughs> Classic on his cruise. Um... It's inevitable. Classic on his cruise. Old school on his cruise. Hang on. How, how many likes or retweets on the pod go live tweet? Uh, or the tweet that we're going to drop, do you, we have to get before you change your Twitter to Honest Chris? <laughs> Not your handle. Oh, I like this. I like three. this. Three. <laughs> three. <laughs> three. That's that's three. You got high standards. <laughs> three likes be for fair, Honest Kurt. Chris. That's the name of the pod for this week. <laughs> yeah, you go. Three three likes, that's, that's good for you, Curtie. <laughs> 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 oh, what an old school inside joke, eh? I know. <laughs> Anyway, we're, we're jumping all over. Yeah, Dave I know. I was about to. I miss. Yeah. I miss San Jose, Kurt. That's all I'm saying. Rip. Just right. on a really quick one. Do you know, this time next month we'd have been in San Diego, ish, six weeks. Yeah. Twitch. I mean, fuck, baby, do. Well, don't do that. That's that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, anyway, if anyone would like to sponsor, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kurt, he's yeah. gone. Dupe, let me talk about football manager, please. Right. In regards to foreign clubs coming at my coming to look at my players, oh for God's sake! Um, I, I I've learned a couple of things from people that are uh, well, people on the pod, Teach and Joe uh, specifically, because I, I remember I used to watch Teach's uh, videos, and basically, if a big club came in for one of his players, and he he didn't really like the offer, he'd say, "Nah, do what," and if his players kicked up a fuss, he'd sort of battle with them and then drop them for a few weeks until they sort of either their morale went back up or they dropped the matter whereas sort of Joe when he's been on the podcast almost says every player's got a price so I've sort of tried to balance the two of them I think I've spoken about Declan Rice the last couple of weeks I brought him in for 30 million pounds great player still young English which I always think adds great value especially when you're a Premier League club and homegrown players mean quite a lot um, and then he kicked up a fuss when Man City were offering about 30 million or just over 30 million for him. So I think I was well within my rights after one good season to be asking for about 50 to 60 million. So he, for a whole season, until I got the value that I wanted for him, he was either going to sit on the bench or chill in the reserves. And to be fair, he dropped the matter about halfway through the season, so I had more game time. To be, uh, But in the most recent season, we've had an acceptable offer, so I decided to cash in before it happened again. So I did a little bit of both there. I, I knew he had a price. I said, stuck to my guns. I wanted at least 50 million for him. Um, but at the same time, I didn't want to give in so easily to someone. Yeah, similar example. When I took over at Arsenal, I had Lucas Hernandez. Oh, like He's 29 years old. He wanted a new deal, four years, 400 grand a week. I was like, <laughs> no, son, that's, that's not going to happen. So obviously he's unhappy. 
but the problem was no one came in for him like it had had a team come in for him i would have sold him for a price but i wasn't willing to transfer list him um and take like half his value just to get him off the books so i just kind of stuck to my guns i was like do you know what if we win a few games he'll drop the matter like i'm i'm positive uh, and it's it took like 3 months or so but you know come sort of october november he came to me and he's like yeah don't worry about the don't worry about a boss it's all good again so like i think you know, you will get some players that will force the issue, but a lot of the times you can just ride it out, especially if you're getting decent results. So there's, I don't think there's any need to, to panic. Um, you know, like I say, if a team had come in for him, 45 million, 50 million, I would have sold him. But I just wasn't willing to just put him on the transfer list just because he kicked up a little bit of a fuss and, and take half his value. So I've had sort of three players at the end of the second season, sort of, or at least end of the transfer window leading into the third where I've had foreign clubs come in and just disrupt. I had perfect harmony until that point, and it just you don't have the time to rectify. It. I didn't let any of them go. Although um, one of my the one of them was for for the Portuguese wonder kid I picked up for about three million, and he's he still hasn't scored for me in the league. I don't think uh, I tried persisting with him, but he's just he was just wasn't firing at all last season. But PSG came calling. No one has met his uh, min- minimum fee yet. So I'm basically saying you're not going until I get that. Um, so PSG, even though they've got hundreds of thousands of whatever uh, currency they're working in this week, they've not met that. Uh, I think I've had even a couple of teams from Jed Bayern are interested in him. Juve are interested in him. Same with the, the, the aforementioned Marco Rog. And uh, my one of the Spanish centre-half I picked up for about £9 million. Uh, he's being sniffed around by bigger clubs. Fortunately, he's now injured, so the interest dwindled in him so I've, I've sort of escaped that one but the other two have really caused a problem in the squad not you know with me not letting them go and then the other annoying thing that sort of that I've had to deal with then is that I've said right you can go either once I've replaced you or once the the minimum fee has been met in your contract or um or say basically give them a price that they can move for and then they they go and say oh it's not enough well I mean if you're worth 15 million I want at least 30 for you because that's what the AI does and then they don't, and then, and then the player gets pissed off. No, it's too high. I, I determined your value, you little cock. Not, not you. Just because you want to move, you little wank stain. So, unfortunately, he's too important to my team to uh, to to just drop to the reserves. I can't afford to lose him because I don't have en- enough players to to be able to fill in as well as uh, do a good as good a job as he does. Although he's been sort of he's unhappy at the moment, so he's not performing anyway. So he's going to get dropped inevitably anyway. But. I do, I do like the insult, wank stain. Wank stain. Yeah. It's old school. Do you know what that That's means? Under you, before you go any further with insults, do you know what that means? I'll look it up on Urban Dictionary. Don't shout it, <laughs> Mrs. Don't Google it. That's all I'm Mrs. saying. Mrs. Curti is not a wank stain. <laughs> <laughs> is not a wank stain. Give me the it's quiz. Like Plasters radio. Brilliant. Uh, right, Kurt Dizzle, uh, quiz time. You're up, son. Curti's quiz. Uh, yeah, so this week back to our normal ten question format. Oh, Vi- Viking week, Dan we? rule, um, and it's all about Fat Frank, <laughs> which is which Come is quite on. cool actually, because obviously Joe and uh, Herb not here, West Ham fans. Uh, obviously, Ooh, yeah. Fat Frank, you know, they cheated anyway. Yeah, they'd have cheated. So, 
so yeah, so ten questions. First to buzz in, Viking Dan rule applies. Uh, tiebreaker if needed. Shall we start with question number one? That's a good idea. Shall on. Um, right, which player started in both Lampard's first game in charge at Derby and also his first game in charge? Dupe. Dupe. Mason Mount. Correct. GG. Tough one. Within five either way, how many England caps did Lampard win? Dupe. Dupe. Oh, sh- he's over the 100. Uh, 102. It was 106, but that is within five, so GG. Well Lucky played. boy. I knew it was over 100. The same amount as Bobby Charlton. <sighs> How many did he get? No. Question number three. Lampard started his career at West Ham, but he actually made his league debut whilst on loan at another club. Dupe. Dupe. Swansea City. Correct. Yeah, have you sent him the answers to this or what? Did you hacked my email, son. <laughs> there was a documentary on Frank Lampard before the opening game of the season. Of course right? there was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Question number four. Lampard made his Premier League and West Ham debut when he came on as a substitute for John Moncur in a 3-2 win over Coventry in January of what year? Nerd. Dave. Nerd. 97. Minus one. Dupe. Dupe. 96. Correct. Oh. It's Christmas time, isn't it? That's quite scary. That January, time. yeah. January. Mm. Number five. Lampard made the switch to Chelsea in June 2001. Who was the Chelsea manager that brought Lampard to Stamford Bridge? That one not in the documentary. Nerd. Nerd. Ranieri? Correct. Yeah, I was going to say him, but I thought it was too early. Ah. Mm. Number six. Lampard made his England debut in 1999 against Belgium under which manager? Oh, I can picture him. Who was 99? Nerd. Nerd. Glenn Hoddle. Minus one. You're asking me and Dave now. No, I can picture the bloke, but I can't think of his name. Oh, I wouldn't know. No? No. You, you're not going to guess an England manager. Uh, what, in 97? 99. What did you say, 90, 99? Yeah. Um, well, it's not Hoddle, I can tell you that. That's a good shout. I mean, I was six, mate. Okay. What's his name now? So who was after six? It wasn't Te- no, it wouldn't be Graham Taylor. Too- oh, it might have been. That's two thousand. Isn't two thousand? Graham Taylor. <laughs> Fuck knows. I'm making it sound like I know. <sighs> all right, passing. Uh, so yeah, uh, you're all getting minus one for this. It is Kevin Keegan. Oh my god! No. Who's that? That's who I was gonna say. I couldn't think of his name. Question number seven. Uh, Lampard finished second in the 2005 Ballon d'Or behind which player? Dupe. Go on. What year? 2005? Yes, 2006. 2005. Um, Barcelona. 
one out, Dino? He's fucking got it. Fucking God. I'm trying to think what? of the year, and he was on FIFA. <laughs> he was on the front cover of FIFA 06. I was going to say Kaka. No, it was 2010 Lampard so. was on the cover of FIFA. Because no, I, I was going to... Ronaldinho was on the cover of 2006. Oh, him and Rooney won it. How I got that answer. Question number eight. Which team did Lampard say this about? It's always bad to lose to X because they make DVDs of it for the next 10 years. Wow. <laughs> Shots. That's harsh. It's always bad to lose to X because they make DVDs of it for the next 10 years. That could be many clubs, though. Yeah. Have a guess. Dave. Dave. Fulham. Minus one. Suck me. So you're going to give us minus one if we don't answer it, yeah? Yeah, you'll get minus one if you, if, if you all pass. Nerd. Nerd. I mean, I've got... Millwall. Minus one. Uh, dope. Dupe. Doke. Minus one. It was Tottenham. Oh, really? really? They'll make DVDs about That's Tottenham. That's what I mean. Fuck do they. Fat Frank, you are not clever. Shut up. It was when Tottenham won. Oh, do you know what? I cannot wait till Tottenham beat Chelsea and make a DVD of it. Now. <laughs> I'm going to make a fucking DVD of it. Everyone that listens to the pod, you get a DVD of it. Tottenham, Tottenham always used to have like small club syndrome though, didn't they? Like uh, the, the whole Arsenal-Tottenham thing like was only really big for Tottenham for a long time. Now it's big for both because they're about the same size. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Debate question me. number nine. During Lampard's England career that ran from 1999 to 2014, he only scored at one major international tournament where he scored three goals in England's run to the quarterfinals. Which tournament? Nerd. Nerd. Euro 2004. That's it. Nailed it. Yeah. So he against France early doors as well. Yeah, France. Uh, yeah, yeah I but I mean, it, that is... Uh, that when he got two. I didn't realise that until today. So well, in his last he, 10 years of his England, England career. Well, yeah, obviously yeah. the 2010, but... Where it went over the line against Germany. Yeah, but... Cheating. But didn't count. Apparently did didn't, didn't go in. Uh, okay. Question number 10. Who replaced Lampard as Derby manager? Dave. Dave. Koku. What do you fucking call me, son? <laughs> Correct. Come on. Right, ten questions asked, ten questions answered. I can tell you uh, that in joint second, on minus one apiece, <laughs> is uh, Mr. Nerdphonic and Mr. Dave as a party. And we'll the this it. week's winner with three points out on his own. Mr. FM Dupe. Watching documentaries pays off. Football icons. Rank Lampard. Sky Sports. Is it Wikipedia. basically like football legends, but they just rename <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, basically. It's, and um, Alexa. They do it. I think they've got it like on run. Just And it's on on demand. You just go in and pick a player. Uh, it's good. Recommend it. Five out of ten. Oh, we watch nice. again, to be frank. That's why I dropped the to be frank. I love the fact that that's the quiz and I've been dropping that one. Yeah, it all ties in. It's like we did it on purpose. <laughs> It is. It, it you know, is actually. It is a bit Kurt, too. Would we? No. It is. Yeah, it is a bit familiar. This. You're, you're honest, Kurt. Chris. Chris, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Would, it's all organic. Yeah. It's all organic. Hashtag yeah. title it. Say goodbye, folks. Some similar sound. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kurt. Dizzle, that was an excellent quiz. Thank you very much.
appreciate it. Right, that brings us to the end of episode 104. Uh, you can find the links for each of us, the five-star Potter account and Weastrom FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weastromfm.com where you can also find the blogs that have dropped this past week. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, gents. Bye, gents. Bye. You nailed it. You nailed it first time this week. First time for everything. Hey, it's only taken 104 fucking episodes.